This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. So it looks like we got some new names for the vaccines here in Canada, Jim. This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long it took them to come up with these uh, fancy new names, but a lot of people are not fans of them. Health Canada has approved new uh, names for the Pfizer, Moderna, and Oxford AstraZeneca vaccines. They announced this on social media. Pfizer has now been dubbed Comirnaty. This is the worst name I've ever heard for anything ever, I think. Comirnaty? You don't want an injection of Comirnaty, Jim? It's very hard to say. It's very hard to read. And apparently it's like four words put together that do not... Do not need to be put together. They combined COVID-19, mRNA, community, and immunity to make the name community. First off, if you have community and immunity in the same word, you don't need both. Community covers immunity, you know, as far as letters go. The Moderna vaccine will now go by Spike Vax. That sounds like the cool one. Spike Vax. It's like Nintendo or Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis is always a little more edgy. Spike yeah, Vax. Spike Vax. Sounds like something you play in your backyard. Give me the Spike Vax. And the AstraZeneca vaccine will now be named Vaxervia. Okay. Which is a planet from Guardians of the Galaxy, isn't it? <laughs> Vaxervia? Vaxervia is the new name for the AstraZeneca vaccine. I'll, I, I think the name for the AstraZeneca vaccine should be... <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of a dud yeah. of the bunch there. They have full approval, these vaccines now by Health Canada, and they, they've got new names as well. I guess, is this like, they do it quite a bit where they have merchandise they need to move and they just rebrand it. Sure. Hoping, Send it off to the dollar store. Yeah, hoping they can sell it to, uh, to a new crowd of people. Yeah. It really makes me appreciate good drug names, though. Like, th- these, none of these words seem to fit, but a Tylenol is a Tylenol. You know what I mean? Like, I, the word is nonsense, but it works. Mm-hmm. Come on, Comirnaty? Comirnaty. It just, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel right. I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue like yeah. Viagra does, does it, Jim? <laughs> Again, another, it is a Viagra. That makes sense to me. <laughs> I don't know why, but it works. Well, the, the drug companies are sticking with it. They're going with the rebranding. Will it work? I don't know, but they're definitely going to give it a try. Are you vaccine hesitant? Do you question what's really going on with COVID-19? Are you awake and not a sheep? Is ivermectin your new breakfast cereal? Well, good news. We've been working hard with Q to create a brand new COVID-19 vaccine that is safe, approved by the government, and will not inject you with those pesky chips that keep track of you. Introducing Pfizer, I mean, Cominardi, Spikevax, and Vaxeria. Three perfectly effective and safe vaccine choices you can make so you can protect you and your family from the fake pandemic created by the deep state to make way for a new world order. These vaccines are recommended by three out of four flat earthers. QAnon says, I'm ready for the jab. Jab me up, Q. Jabity jab jab. Cominardi, Spikevax, and Vaxeria. A message from the government of Canada. Uh, never mind. Bush Machine Head. Reminds me of a headline that Hammer Manny sent me here. 40% of people would have sex with a robot, a study exclaims. 
What a segue. Got some machine head. So that's, I never understood that song. Better than the rest. <laughs> I don't know what green to red means, but. Yeah. Stop and go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Got a machine head. That's how you turn it off and on. Your sex bot. Give it a second green to power gone. up. Yeah. <laughs> When the green light comes on, yeah, you can put it to you can put it to turtle or bunny, depending which speed you want. <laughs> like the lawnmower <laughs> thing, sure, yeah. Sure. <laughs> 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 what? Sorry, what was this? How many people? Forty percent of people would have sex with a robot, huh? Uh, according to a study. Like, I mean, as a novel, like as a novelty, and if I was a single man and. Nobody would find out about it. I would <laughs> debate it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it is. Yeah. It's it's fascinating, and it, it piques my curiosity of like, how can they possibly? If it was n- it? new out of the box, I'd consider it. But I'm not buying a sex bot on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Gently used. September seventeenth, nineteen ninety one. Use your illusion. One and two. The albums from Guns N' Roses were released. You could be mine. Featuring that song right there. Now, I can remember hearing that song months before. In June, Terminator 2 Judgment Day came out, Jim. Mm-hmm. And you, you heard that song, it would get some play on the radio, but you couldn't buy it anywhere because it wasn't on the Terminator 2 soundtrack. If you wanted to own that song, you had to wait until Use Your Illusion came out. Hmm. So it was a whole summer of not being able to have that in your CD collection. And then it was it was on the uh, the purple and the blue one. Use Your Illusion 2. Yeah, a lot of people must have taped that off the radio back in the day. Right. Eh? You had to wait with your finger on play and record for the right moment there. Uh, Do you remember why Axl Rose wasn't terminated by Arnold Schwarzenegger? In the video. In the music video? Because he's searching for him the whole video. Finds him at the very end. You see the computerized like Terminator view. The red eyes? Yeah, what Arnold is seeing. And a little message comes up on the screen. I don't remember what it said, no. Waste of ammo. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. This is an interesting little fact. Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Some of of the music on these albums was recorded in Mississauga. Yeah, Mississauga, Ontario at Metalworks Studios, which is owned by Gil Moore, who uh, was in the band Triumph back in the day. Love Triumph. Yeah, and and Gil, uh, I've got an interview here from themetalvoice.com. Gil talking about Guns N' Roses recording these albums. He said uh, the biggest thing for him was meeting producer Michael Klink. Uh, Mike worked with Triumph just before he worked with Guns N' Roses. That's why Guns ended up coming to Metalworks because of Mike Klink bringing them there. Says that Duff, I remember, was absolutely the most kind outgoing, gregacious, slap you on the back, hangout kind of guy. Axel was definitely in his own space. He did some very unique drawings in the lounge and on the console. The unique, I wonder. <laughs> I figure that's just what you write on the wall of a bathroom stall. Yeah, that's one of those words you can use as a compliment or a backhanded yeah, insult, right? Yeah. He's very unique. <laughs> he was constantly doing artwork all the time. They were good guys. 
A lot of stories you hear in the press about debauchery and so on. There was nothing like that. Mike Klink is a matter-of-fact record producer, and he was like a sergeant in arms, keeping the band in line, and I think that's why he lasted so long with Guns N' Roses, because he was the guy who was able to keep the platoon marching forward. Hmm. He had that talent. But nice little fact there. A Mississauga connection for Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Ozzy Osbourne and Elton John. They have lived a couple of lives, mm. haven't they? Oh, yeah. I still haven't seen the Elton John, um, docu- not documentary, but the movie, Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. I haven't seen it. It's good. I don't know much about his life. I know Ozzy has been burning the candle at both ends for a while. I don't know if uh, Elton lived a wild life like that, too. Yeah, Elton Elton yeah. got into it. <laughs> no doubt. He... Uh, Watch the movie. It's on Netflix, Jim. Yeah. They got it up there. It's fun. It's a fun biopic. It almost feels like watching a musical, like a Broadway musical. The songs are kind of incorporated into, like, they'll just start breaking out and singing in big musical numbers and stuff Hmm. like that. They're doing a movie about Ozzy and Sharon, um, and... Sharon said in a recent interview that her and Ozzy used to beat the... S-H-I-T out of each other. Hmm. And in this movie, all the the warts are there. It's a movie about Ozzy and my life, Sharon says, how we came together in the early days about our volatile relationships, uh, all the fights, all the makeups, the fights, the arrests, and everything. It's a love story. People are going to go to uh, watch it and go, hold on, this isn't allowed. They shouldn't have put that in the movie. They shouldn't have been behaving that way. But we only want to tell the truth. Some people have had volatile relationships, and ours was very volatile. Hmm. Ozzy's about to get a little surgery done. I don't know if it's from uh, Sharon landing a couple good punches or what, but his spine and neck are out of alignment, so he's about to have spine and neck surgery done. Elton John, unfortunately, is going under the knife as well. This was just announced. Elton put out on social media that he needs to take a break. He is postponing his European tour. He says, quote, at the end of my summer break, I fell awkwardly on a hard surface, and I've been in considerable pain and discomfort in my hip ever since. Pain continued to get worse and is leading to increasing difficulties moving. Yeah, all Ozzy has to do is sing, which is difficult, especially as you get older. But playing the piano the way Elton John has to play the piano and then also singing would be hard as an older gent. Have you seen Elton John perform? No. It is incredible. I've seen him uh, a couple times, like in the past decade. And for a guy, he's 74 years old now. Yeah. And the energy he has, like, I'm... I'm more exhausted watching him than he is on stage doing it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like I've seen a uh, concert video when he in the '70s, and I'm like, is he still going? Like, bim, 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 bim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like, that's not easy. Online video has leaked. This is from the security camera in Elton John's home. No, I'm still standing better than I ever. Ouch. <laughs> Those ring cameras capture everything. <laughs> no, I'm still standing better than I ever Guess what I got in the mail yesterday, Jim? What? A juror eligibility form. Whoa. Jury duty could be in my future. Is this the first time? 
I've never received this before. Mm. It's the form you got to fill out. Like, what do you do? All these questions, so they they can uh, put you into the jury pool, I guess. And once you're in there, if there's if there's the need, you can get called for jury duty. Hmm. Do you want to do it? I don't know. I, I I was thinking, can I get out of it? Do they want me to do it? Given the position I'm in, like, does being on the radio disqualify you from? Being a juror, I don't know if it does. <laughs> no, but if you talk about it on the radio, you can get in trouble. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> it would be interesting just to see what it's like, you know? I wouldn't want to do it twice, but doing it once would be interesting. Yeah, part of me wanted to get out of it. The other part of me, the part of me who loves watching Dateline NBC, like what if you got into a, like a, a juicy murder trial or uh, like a mob Try like no thanks. Yeah, the, no, but then you get bribed, you know. <laughs> no, the mom guy takes your picture sneakily in court and then shows up to your house. Right. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't you. want that kind of mob trial. I'd want the one where they give me like five hundred thousand dollars to throw the case. And it's just like racketeering, not murder, so you don't have to feel really bad about it. <laughs> like a legal gambling ring, who cares? Can I attach this conversation to the jury <laughs> eligibility <laughs> form? I think they'll yeah. they'll get rid of me. Yeah, I think pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> now, what was the? I was watching the documentary about the Miami drug lords, and they they bribed. I think they gave a juror like five hundred thousand dollars, and then it turned out they had bribed a bunch of them, and the other juror only got like ten thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and they were all ticked off. They're like, "What? I could have got five hundred thousand. Could have got a million. That's up to, it's whatever you negotiate. Getting sequestered, free stay in a hotel. Sure, sure." I like the I like the movie and play Twelve Angry Men. I would love to be one of those debates and like standing up for your morals and stuff like that in the in the room. Yeah, hmm. it would be tough, man, if you're in that situation. Because I get it; you'd want to go home, but yeah. at the same time, if you don't think someone's guilty in your heart, or you do think someone's guilty, how do you just throw in the towel? I hope you wouldn't. It's a lot of pressure, Taz. Are you sure that you're up I to the I don't want to do it. I'd love to not do it. I don't know if they want me to do it, but I guess I have to. If mm-hmm. they do, I just looked up. What happens if I don't fill out my jury questionnaire in, questionnaire in Ontario? You fail to return a questionnaire, you'll either be fined $5,000 or face imprisonment of up to six months or receive both punishments. Wow. Okay. Better fill that out because I'm not good at paying bills on time. That is something I, I would totally put under a book. Forget about it. Yeah. I, I just had a 407 bill come into my house for the past 10 years. <laughs> my, well, I mean, if a week off for jury duty sounds good, how about six months off <laughs> off work? That sounds all right. Imagine you ended up being a juror. In my court case, when I don't fill out my juror oh, questionnaire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A vicious cycle. And I have to bribe you. Ooh. Ten grand. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock. Time for peacock, sports. Our sports guy, Devin peacock, peacock, is here from Global News Radio. And Dev, is there cause for concern for the Bills Mafia? Could the Buffalo Bills be leaving that city? Never say never, but I would be a bit surprised if this were to happen. So Buffalo Bills owner uh, Terry Pegula 
wants to build a new stadium. When he bought the team seven years ago, he said he wanted a new stadium. And here we are seven years later. So he thinks it would cost $1.4 billion, but doesn't want to pay for the majority of it by himself. (laughs) So he wants state money to help, as all billionaire owners want. Yeah, you know, everyone kind of wants that. I I love my house. There's a couple renovations I'd love to not pay for, but I'd like to have done. Well, Show me how to make to, that happen. Yeah, the best way to be to be rich and to stay rich is to have someone else pay for something and you profit off of it, which is exactly what would happen in this sort of a situation. Uh, the Buffalo Bills fans in particular have just been through so much. Buffalo itself uh, has been through so much. This is just such a rotten thing to do. I don't think they will ultimately move what's probably going to happen here is maybe Terry Pagula reconsiders where he wants to build the stadium. Right now, they want to build it right beside the old stadium. If I were them and you're trying to find some way you can get outside investment into this, go to downtown Buffalo. Try and tie it to some sort of other development project and then build up Buffalo and get a piece of that too like you know find other ways you can have revenue streams so that you terry pegula who's worth seven billion dollars can make some more money off of if it. they move and it like, downtown buffalo he'll just justify the it being paid by taxpayer money by going look at how many people i'm bringing to downtown buffalo that's what they well, did we, to, with the calgary stadium or arena recently at least that makes sense i mean the the problem for him right now is new york is about to have 2022 they're going to elect a new governor we had to Andrew Cuomo resigned recently, and his replacement is going to be running. There's a whole wide open field. No one is going to want to run in the state of New York saying, hey, we helped the Buffalo Bills build a new stadium. That's just not politically popular. What could be a bit more popular is to say, hey, this is part of a renovation for downtown Buffalo, which has been hit hard by the pandemic. So it's going to be a stadium, but it's also going to be condos. It's going to be stores. It's going to be restaurants. It's going to be a whole thing. That's what I would do if I were Terry Pegula, but he wants to build it where they are right now because he owns the land and it's cheaper because, of course, he he just wants to keep as much money for himself as possible, which, again, I get because he's a billionaire and who doesn't love being a billionaire? What else would you do if you're Terry Pegula, Dev? Day one of being Terry Pegula. What are you, what's on the list? What do you eat? What do you have for breakfast? I say I say to his wife, "Hey, hey, Mrs. Pegula, you want to go back?" Uh, <laughs> Come on, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> you wanna, I mean, okay, we get it. We get mm-hmm. it. You're, You're gonna get play? Pegula, Dev. We get it. <laughs> you. you. <laughs> You you don't think the Bills are going to leave? You think this might be a bluffalo? <laughs> I think it'll be. I, I think it's a one hundred percent a bluffalo. <laughs> Mentioned that I got a a letter about jury duty in the mail. Go ahead, uh, Vonda. You're asking about if anybody been on jury duty. I was uh, twice. Once for a rape case and once for a break and entry. And did you enjoy the experience? I really did. It really showed you about the law. You got a taste uh, for the legal system. Yeah, you did. And, you know, um, they can be pretty brutal, the, the Crown Attorney. 
he can be a pretty brutal guy when he wants to be. But it was very interesting. Were you nervous, like, sitting in a courtroom and having someone who's accused being able to see you? Yeah, yeah, that that was scary. And, you know, and I was actually Madam Foreman, or Forelady, at the time. And to stand up and and say uh, guilty, I, w- I was really scared for quite some time after that. Yeah, because you're the one who said it. Yeah, I did. I, I'm sure that's the person you remember on the jury when you're yeah, sitting there, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is what it is, right? And, you know, it's it's a great experience. That's all I can say. Okay. Well, there's a positive. You get to see what the inside workings of the courtroom are like without getting arrested. That's good. That's a positive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you done jury duty? Yeah, I was 20 years ago. And what was the case? Uh, it was a sexual assault case. That's not fun to have to listen to. No, and the girl was underage when it happened, too. Oh, my God. It wasn't a pedophile situation for some reason. So he pled, or there was not enough evidence in certain... Anyway, so yeah, she was underage at the time when it happened, and it was a really ugly situation to be involved in. I was 18 years old. That was very intimidating because I was in a room with a bunch of adults in my first real-world adult situation. And I believed he did it, and I was the only one other than one other guy. And eventually, after like a day of talking, we they like they convinced me that he should go free based on the evidence. And I never ever felt that I really, I like that I was my opinion was changed, and I did vote the way I felt at the time. But I've always kind of second guessed it my entire life. Oh man, it's weird. I know it is weird. We let it it is. It's a lot of responsibility when you have the future of somebody's life in your hands. Well, I always felt we let someone guilty go, but the way the system is made, he was able to get out of it. Well, hopefully, and that's what you 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 probably think about when you're lying awake at night. Hopefully, he never did anything like that again. If he did it, well. If he did, I hope he got caught or killed, so he's not a problem anymore. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, Taz. How you doing, bud? Good. You? Good. Don't do it. <laughs> it's not You're, worth it. Did you do jury duty? But you have yeah. to do it if they if they call you, right? Well, yes. You are supposed to, uh, under the summons, yes, you need to go. Um, but there's kind of a way out of it. Basically, you're going to listen to what they have to say and who they're talking about and then they'll ask you afterwards if you have any uh, familiarities with these people that right. the jury duty's about and then from there you can say either you know somebody that knows them so you could be biased right yeah I'm totally biased <laughs> that's my ticket here exactly I have prejudged all I am not going into this with an open mind Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.